Proud of Breakfast Club. Proud of Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Product Breakfast Club. I'm your host, Jake Knapp, in San Francisco, where it's oh. overcast and foggy. Oh, I don't know why you always include the weather. I, I don't either. I just want to say different. another thing. And then, <laughs> I, you know, like I don't want to just say my name and where I am. I feel like it's, I know what you mean. it's more real I know for people mean. if they could know the weather. So I'm your other host, Jonathan Courtney, here in Berlin, and I'm not wearing any clothes at all besides this microphone. And I wouldn't even say it's an item of clothing, to be honest. You and I have been talking for a few minutes before we started recording it. I <laughs> That's why not, my camera's off, not made aware of that. Jeez. <laughs> wow. I don't know how I feel about talking to you right now. Mm. It's sort of, sort of like talking to somebody when they're in the stall in the restroom. I don't want to talk to someone but they want to talk the back wall. that's yeah the but they, they always want to talk jake i gotta tell you something man oh yeah i'm so so jealous and excited about something that happened this week okay is it something that happened to me no yo you're jealous of someone else i'm jealous and excited about something small something yellow and oh. something that has a crank Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, baby child. <laughs> this thing, this thing is called the play date. And it's been shooting around the office for the entire week. And it's come from one of my favorite companies of all time, oh. who I've been trying to get on the podcast for a while as well. And they haven't said no. They said, oh. well, Cable, the CEO of the company said, get back to me in a while and we'll see so you know all i gotta oh, do is get back yeah and that was before this came out oh, now man now no chance no oh, chance to get anybody to give some baby context i'm a, <laughs> i'm a subscriber to a magazine called edge and it's like this video game industry magazine and also i'm super happy that it still exists but one day it's just going to stop existing they don't even have a website it's like so old school it's so hipster and this magazine's front cover this month was just this cute tiny little game boy looking thing with a crank that you spin around which is a new games console the new handheld games console called the play date jake you've seen it how cute is it on a scale of one to like what's the cutest thing on the planet besides uh, that it's so cute it's like i want to say bad words when i say it you have to people should look at it right now it's play.date you can go online and go to play.date and you will see it. And actually, the website, I'm going to refresh the website so I can narrate it But it's it live. not safe for work. Yeah. Because it's so cute. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. You're going to, people will be like, you're fired. Because yeah. you load it, and there's this 3D model of the thing, rendered model of the thing. <laughs> and it just like pans. Actually, this, I have to say, the website, the website. for Playdate, it puts an Apple marketing page to shame, at least the top. Easy these days. The hey! Top. Oh, hey! That's, <laughs> that actually, there's some truth there. Come on, baby. This thing is like, it's this little sort of Game Boy kind of thing, but it looks more rugged. It's got oh. some metal, some yellow. It's fantastic. It does have the old school, like black and gray kind of screen. You can see the pixels and every button on there you just want to touch. I'm trying to touch my laptop screen right now to push the buttons because they're so pushable and it just sits there and it kind of hovers and just kind of rotates and you just oh, see the light so oh God. my gosh it's amazing can i read a, a quick a summary of it their website is very nice but it's all kind of marketing talk but i'll just read yeah, a quick yeah, yeah. summary from wired.com 
So the Playdate is a boutique gaming handheld with a crank. First off, no, the crank doesn't power it. And yeah, we're kind of bummed about that too. What about Playdate? Uh, <laughs> what the play, <laughs> what the Playdate does do though is provide a tiny and stylish way to walk around with a limited run of games made by famous designers like Kaita Takahashi, who made Katamari Damacy, which is so fun, and I'm amazed that they managed to get him on board, and Bennett Foddy, who created Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. The Twee Yellow Machine is the latest offering from Panic, a game developer. Like, wait, wait! Turn- I want to interrupt you for a second. <laughs> I hate the word twee. I hate I've only it too. just started hearing it. I know it's yeah. been around for, I don't think it's a new word. It's like ukulele word. It's the word I for people with ukuleles. hate it. I hate it. I don't want to ever hear that word. Okay, I'll, I'll delete I, it. Will you beep article. it out? Could yeah. you say it again and just beep out that okay. word? It's so pretentious. The yellow Machine is the latest offering from Panic. It's interesting. It says a game developer turned game publisher turned hardware manufacturer. That's actually not true. From what I know, Panic is a Mac software developer yeah. turned game publisher because they published Firewatch, but I don't believe they developed it, turned hardware manufacturer. It's a simple design with a black and white screen, two face buttons, blah, 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 blah. But what's super cool about it, and just really quickly, I don't know if you know exactly what the crank does, but it's responsible for the time in apps or in these games. So in the game that you can see on the home screen, this game that you can see if you kind of scroll down a little bit, can't remember the name of that game. Oh, it's called Kranken's Time Travel Adventure. You use that crank to reverse time or put time forward, and you kind of change different situations using the crank, and and you replay your day groundhog dials uh, groundhog <laughs> day style, and kind of change how your day uh, plays out. It's just, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a success, but I just love the audacity of making it. When I saw it, I just, I wanted it right away. And then I was thinking about it later and I thought, you know, I could imagine actually buying it and then sort of it would just be sitting somewhere. Yeah, but it would be beautifully sitting somewhere. But it would be beautifully sitting there. And I just like that it exists. Yeah. I think it's really neat that it exists. I also think it's neat. It's neat that they just were like, you know, we're going to build a hardware thing. Yes. Panic's been around forever. What's the main software that they used to make for the Mac? Transit or transmit Transit, tra- transit. Yeah. yeah, 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 transit, yeah. That's how I know them. And man, that has been around forever, right? That was how you FTP'd stuff back. Yeah, back in the good old day. Jake, go to teenage.engineering. Okay. So Teenage Engineering is the company that actually built the hardware for the play date. Oh, they make cool stuff. I've seen this before. Yeah, look at this. Look at the cool shit they make. If you scroll down, it's basically like the play date, but the scary version of it on their homepage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm frightened. Yeah, the guy holding the device is really freaking me out, actually, quite a bit. They make my favorite product of all time. It's called the OP-1. If you go to products, and then click on the OP-1. Oh, is this a synthesizer? Oh, my. Yeah, it's a synthesizer. Yeah. It's the most oh, beautiful. Man. That thing is oh. so cool. I yeah. love it. I love yeah. watching videos of this thing. I don't know what I would ever do with it. I don't even understand how synthesizers work, but I just love the black screen. I love all the dials. I love the color I choices. I want to learn how oh to play music God. just so I could have a reason to want to buy that and put it on my desk. Yeah, me too. And then not use it, but look at it. It's so great. 
isn't it? It's so just so great. fucking beautiful. I, I want it like, and if you scroll down, if you go back to the products page and scroll down okay. to kind of the OP1 accessories, also how cute the accessories are. Oh, man. It looks just like a toy for a child who's from space. Well, yeah, like sort of an evil version of space. Oh, look at the camera. Look at the, the impossible the I one. Yeah, they're a Berlin company. Impossible. I didn't know Teenage uh, Engineering made that for them. That's really interesting. Whoa, that Dirty T from AJ and Smart used to work there. Really? Yeah, at Impossible at the company. Wow, is that him with the the dramatic <laughs> hair? That looks a little <laughs> bit like him. Uh, oh gosh, uh, they're so cool. Oh man, that camera is only one hundred and sixty nine dollars. Get a couple. Like, is it made out yeah. of metal? How do they do that? Everything's so cheap in Berlin. So why I'm jealous, okay? I'm just going to say it straight out. I'm jealous okay. of panic. Yeah, yeah. I'm jealous of uh, teenage engineering because I feel like they're doing something so unique, something so hard to do, and also something so satisfying and just like weird and just like totally outside, totally left field. And that's what I want AJ and Smart to be, you know? You know, I'm not there yet. I, I, I just, when I see this, I'm like... That's what I want AJ and Smart to be. I want to be making weird shit. I want to be making this weird, giant, foldable, yellow, brownish, bluish box that squirts stuff at people. Well, what's so cool about it is that there is no path on these products to being like a like billion IPO. dollar IPO. <laughs> yeah, there's no IPO path for Playdate. Yeah. That is great. This is inspiring to me because be, I've spent like all this time working at Google and working on just software in general and, and startups and not thinking about like, how does it scale? How does it scale? How does it yeah. scale? How does it scale? Is it a billion dollar business? Is it a billion dollar business? Yeah. And it's just like, it crush out some of the coolest stuff. You just can tell that the folks working on this are loving it, man. I yeah. mean, they are loving it. And that's great. If you just sell enough of those things to the people who, who in turn are going to, I imagine, just be delighted by them. That could be enough. And the world, that's one of the amazing and wonderful things about the internet and the way that things can be distributed nowadays that you you might be able to find that group of people who could support your crazy thing that you're obsessed with. And it's weird. Yes. I think there are a lot of people who do weird things. Like weird is a dime a dozen, but doing weird really well, like- And consistently. Consistently and like working really hard at it and developing like a very serious craft and doing it awesome. Mm. That is rare. And it's also rare to have something that's like productized. Like here are people who are basically artists, but they're artists of software and hardware. And that's unusual too. There's so many powerful forces that want to suck up people who are really good at that stuff and put them to use cranking out money that you just don't see a lot of stuff like this. And that's, oh yeah. Anyway, I'm stoked, man. I'm so glad you went in that direction because my follow-up piece to this is that so what we're saying right now is that it's really interesting that there are companies like Panic, there are companies like Teenage Engineering who sort of subvert the norm by just building and like doing what they want and sort of being like craftspeople, but not being worried about this massive scale all the time. Now, here's an interesting article called on Engadget called, the title is Mark Zuckerberg apparently tried to buy Panic, the creator of Playdate. And this is inside the Edge magazine. I'm still waiting for this fucking Edge magazine to arrive. Seriously, I'm on a subscription. Everyone else gets it before me. What are you doing, Edge? Okay. <laughs> Buried in Edge magazine's exclusive feature on Playdate is an interesting revelation. Apparently, Mark Zuckerberg once expressed interest in buying Panic, 
Yaddy, 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 yaddy. Panic co-founder Cable Sasser didn't respond. He didn't want to be part of another Silicon Valley software company gobbled up by a giant. What's interesting about that is that one of my favorite companies of all time, a company called Tehen and Lax. Do you remember them? Yeah, yeah. Great design team. Yeah, they were um, a big, like, formative kind of role model for AJ and Smart, and they got acquired by Facebook. And here's what Cable kind of said about that. He said, anytime I see a company in the software world pop up and make something that's super interesting to me, then they're immediately acquired by someone else and you never hear from them again. That voice is gone and it kills me. And I think there's something here. Now, I should say clearly because I don't want anyone playing this back to me when fucking NASA <laughs> buys AJ and Smart for NASA. 80 billion. I should say I understand why people sell their companies and, and it's often, and what Tian and Lack said is that they couldn't get to this point of uh, escape velocity. They couldn't get the company just like nailing it. Like kind of IDEO has done that. You know, they're one of the few design agencies that didn't have to be, okay, they actually did get acquired, but they did like, they're, they're still sort of standing <laughs> relatively independently even though they got acquired. But you know what I mean? Like somehow... IDEO just stands out and it somehow works, whereas all the other agencies just got gobbled up by these big beasts or acquired. It's also a choice, you know, like if someone plays this back to me 10 years from now and AJ and Smart has been sold and I say well, there was no choice because we couldn't grow, it, 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 there is a choice. There are agencies, like what if agencies have been around for a long time that haven't been acquired? Like what about Pentagram? Ueno? Ueno? Yeah, look at them. Yeah. They'll get acquired. No, I don't know. <laughs> Instrument in uh, Portland. That's a big, I think that's a big one. They're independent for all I know. Yeah, it is possible. And there are different paths to going about it. But it's difficult. Yeah, Pentagram is called the world's largest independent design consultancy. So they're probably the best example of escape yeah. velocity. But yeah. what do you have to do often? So there's two paths. Okay, so there's three paths, actually. One is what Panic and Teenage Engineering are doing, and, and they're staying independent, and they're staying small, and their focus is on passion and quality. How many people do you think work at those companies? Do you have any idea? I don't know how many people work at Panic. It's not a large team, I think. I don't know. 50? No, I have no 50. idea. Let's it's say not 50. A lot. They yeah. just have their office there in Portland, so they're also in Portland. Okay, wait. What was it? Oh, yeah. So the second thing that you can do is that you can grow so big that you hit this escape velocity. That's pentagram. But the only way to do that, and I know this for a fact because I'm growing an agency, is you have to scale pretty rapidly. You do get to a point where, and all agency owners talk about feeding the beast. You have to feed the beast because you can't just like take a team off something for one month because the company needs revenue. So everyone needs to be working. The utilization is a big part of it. And even though these companies talk about all these cool side projects they're doing, when you go inside, it's not really like that. There's a lot of utilization tracking to make sure that every single person is working every single day on something. Then there's the third option, and that's getting acquired by a large, what we talked about two weeks ago, Accenture buys a lot of these kind of companies. And then you no longer have to worry about the client funnel. You're getting clients forever. But you're kind of officially finished in terms of development, if you know what I mean, like in terms of creativity, in terms of what you're going to do. You're now a service of that larger company. And I think for me, my dream is obviously, and my hope and is sort of to have the company that stays relatively small, weird, but also somehow finds revenue models to actually stay alive and give people a career. Because that's the other thing, like, very small agencies, they often, one of their problems is that 
they don't make enough revenue for employees to actually have a career path, if you know what oh, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, like, your yeah. cap is basically at, like, 30K because your company has decided to stay small. But it also means that people just have to leave to support their families or to support their ambitions. So I think it's just a very difficult balancing act to create a company like Teenage Engineering, like Panic. And I'm just really impressed with what they've done. Well, I want to pivot the conversation because I wasn't paying attention (laughs) to you while you were talking. Uh, I fell asleep. But no, I didn't fall asleep. I remembered something that I read maybe after I saw... Play date, maybe it was somewhere else. Doesn't matter. I don't think people are like, where did he read it first? Amrit, the guy who does the show notes, is going to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, just say it, please. Come on, just say it. But I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry, Amr. Sorry, Amr. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's all right. But anyway, the thing that's important is let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. It is called Withered Technology. <sighs> it's a Nintendo product philosophy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely not. I see okay. Nintendo's little-known product philosophy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is not where I saw, I saw it referenced in like a Slate article. Anyway, there's this guy, I think it's this guy, Gunpei Yokoi, who was, yeah. I'm trying to skim the Wikipedia article while I'm talking. So He invented the D-pad. So that's pretty good. That's yeah. a good one right there. I'm going to run a search while I talk. But so the idea with withered technology is to, instead of using like cutting edge technology, to use stuff that's been around for a while that is A, cheap, and B, you really know how it works. You can be very like confident in what you do with it and maybe like do interesting things with it because you're not trying to use the processor and like the screen and like the hardware that just, just came out. You're using something that's been around for a few years and you're like, yeah, we know what to do with this thing. So that was kind of the philosophy behind the Game Boy, which was like way lower power, you know, in terms of like the screen was not as good. The processor was not as good as some of the other handhelds that came out at that time that were like pushing color and like all this other stuff. But it was, they could hit the right price point. They were able to develop games that were really, really good. And the battery life was, anyway, it's kind of an interesting idea that you like you, you kind of use something that's like a little bit older and that you can really master rather than trying to do the latest, greatest thing. Somebody probably made the connection for me, but you can't help but look at the play date and think about that idea of like mastering something that's a little bit older and like really going for sort of mastery of the thing rather than flashy new thing, which is an interesting philosophy in and of itself. Like, again, sort of looking at Panic and the things they've done, they've like mastered and really like stuck to their, we build transit, we build this like really basic web Mm. stuff, like tools for a really long time and really mastered those. And then they go and they like start to make games. I guess what I'm saying is, A, I think it's like, I love talking about Nintendo. So it's interesting to just think about the ways that they have been successful in the past. And this is still true. They still release stuff that has like kind of old specs. It's always old specs. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm also interested in this idea as a way to think about philosophies for what a company does or for what an individual does. Mm. Like for me, doing design sprints is like a thing that is just the basics. It's like, you know, it's basic design work, basic product stuff, basic problem solving stuff. And yet I find it personally endlessly fascinating to just try and get like better and better and better at the basics. Mm. Yeah. And I wonder if that's some little element in Nintendo success. And something that's kind of cool about this is that it's so limited in terms of like the what the screen can do and yeah. that stuff. But then it like really pushes it. 
Do you know that they've also, the concept behind the game releases on the play date is that after it comes out, it's just going to be one game a month for a year being wirelessly kind of sent to the device. So I'm assuming it's one very short game per month for a year. So it's kind of taking like, you know, a season or like, you know, like Game of Thrones or something and applying it to a game uh, system. It's almost like an art piece, you know. I, I really yeah. doubt we'll be sitting here three years from now and the play date will still be a thing. But I do think it's just a beautiful, great little passion project and I love it. I just love the idea of it. Your withered technology rant there interested yeah. me a little bit. And I, I a little wanna, bit, okay. That's a little good. bit. No, no, I really like it. And I, I want to kind of almost put it in a bullet point what it is because I've been looking here. Ooh, okay. This Yokoi guy says that it's, you're better off picking cheap technology, which is kind of what he called withered, cheap or old technology. Withered is such a fun yeah, word. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just like a Japanese translation. So he says you're better off picking a cheapo technology and using it in a new way, so laterally, rather than going for a predictable cutting edge next step, which is exactly what Nintendo does oh, all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, lateral. Yeah. So you take something old and you're like, what about? Yeah, okay. Okay, sorry, continue. So here's an example, like a clean cut example of that is the iPod Shuffle. While many analysts predicted that Apple would release a down-market music player, nobody imagined they'd eliminate the screen and shape the device like a pack of gum. So it really went like, it took a step back and also to the side, like the cheaper iPod. It wasn't just an iPod with a crapper screen. It was something completely different that people didn't expect. And the same thing happened with the Nintendo Wii. In terms of the actual power of the device, of the product, they just went like 20 miles backwards. But the actual using this sort of relatively well-known gyroscope technology from the phones they're able to make the kind of cool you know tennis bats and all of this crazy gesture stuff so yeah i think that's a really interesting thing that i've never heard of this withered technology yeah and and then a big part of it as well according to this article is that it's about also looking at what else can you laterally combine the product with to make something new and apparently virtual reality is a combination of loads of different things that were people were trying out and eventually oculus came along and was like oh what if we just put these all together and again it wasn't something really new but the execution was quite nice so that's a really cool concept yeah and by the way it's like we're not talking about some business thing that people always talk about i have never heard of this before neither have i like last week and when you search for it like the medium article that you were reading from or that we found yeah has like 273 claps. I'm, I'm going to give the guy 50 claps right now. So it's going to have clap, 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 373 claps. Clap, and clap, it'll clap, be in the clap, show clap. notes. So you should check it out. Like you read this thing. This is deep. This is like almost on the dark web because nobody knows about it. It's a yeah. really cool idea. It's super cool. This is like how they made the Game Boy. Why the Game Boy was had a black and white screen. So like green and green. A lot of cool YouTube videos though. What I can see just from the thumbnails and the name. Gunpie's Legacy. Lateral thinking with withered technology. You know what? Oh, okay. If you listen okay. to this podcast all 10,000 of you from tomorrow on you can become an insufferable piece of shit in meetings and you can be like yes oh yes. that's not withered enough for me mm, <laughs> not, wither not withered it. just whenever anybody says something just be like hashtag wither it and then <laughs> like <laughs> it's not with no it looks uh that doesn't look very withered if i was uh if i was to say not 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 withered could not we do it with it. a steam engine instead of a microchip that's yeah, one thing you could exactly why put it on the cloud I'm just going to put it on a floppy disk. Exactly. And then smash the floppy disk with a hammer. 100%. That's the way to win your next meeting. I think that's what he meant. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, geez. Well, okay, that's that's all I have. That was good. Hey, Yokoi. That's that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good random. That was one, right? really good. We could like end the episode now yeah, if we did. We should. It would be like a short, good one where we talked about something and the topics connected. It wasn't too long, but I have a feeling we're not going to. I just. I I think I have a new idea for the podcast. So oh. so first of all, I would agree that this is one of the best episodes we've done in a while. It's in amazing. fact, probably since episode 37, I think. I don't know. There haven't been as many weird jokes in this one, which are, I don't know what our listeners think, but that's my favorite part is when we're just sort of. Okay, you know, there's then I've stuff. got you. I've got you. Okay. I have this deck of cards called so <laughs> it's a collection of questions for deeper discussion mm. and let's finish the episode off with so i bought these off instagram by the way okay i saw an ad and it was like they're these cards with sort of deep questions that oh. um, mm. help sort of kick off conversations and i'm going to okay. pick a random okay. one and you and i are both going to answer that question regardless of what it is and we'll finish off the podcast with this okay okay oh god okay <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't like that one. <laughs> it's going to be random. Wink. Do you want to say what it was and why you didn't like it? Or uh, it was gonna... like a boring one. It was like, oh. what would if you were on a front cover of a magazine, what would the headline be? Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Okay, here's one that's kind of fun, I think. What are misconceptions about your country and people that you would like? What the fuck? How is that written? Okay, I see it. Okay, it's it's just got a weird line break. What are misconceptions about your country and people that you would like to dispel, Jake? Ah, okay. Well, I wonder if the way we should do this is we should tell the other person what our preconceptions are about. Yes, like, I you can tell, tell you me my... your preconceptions about Ireland and Irish people. Okay. <laughs> okay. Irish people. Uh, let's see. I would say preconceptions hate each other that's one thing there's the whole the troubles you know there's mm, the all trubs. that so kind of hate trubs. each other yeah, hate the english very friendly though uh, uh irish people who who i've ever met were very very friendly gift of gab that's something i've always uh, associated with irish people lots of talking lots of uh sort of very able to make a conversation flow that's something i associate with irish people uh what else I have some, I guess some of my preconceptions are just, I've been to the Dublin airport, but I actually haven't yet been to Ireland. So I just have like different snapshots in my mind of like, you know, sort of barren, grassy, well, not barren and grassy, I guess it can't be both, but just sort of grassy fields and sheep and, and coastlines, sort of rugged coastlines. Mm. Let's see, what else about the people though? There's a lot of beer drinking. That's another mm -hmm. thing I yeah. think I would associate with Ireland. Now, uh, reality check me. Okay. Let me just go straight to my version of America and Americans, okay, okay, and then okay, we can okay. kind of like oh, okay, dispel okay, it at okay, the okay. end. Should we also do Germany? Should we throw Germany in there? Oh, too, I don't want to there? because okay. you know I live here as a foreigner, and the mm, elections are happening right deported. now. Yeah, you know maybe they'll bring in a right wing government, and I don't want to have that on my. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm joking, obviously, <laughs> but they are. You know the the votes are happening today, so who knows? Germany had a bit, a lot more right-wing people actually the whole world did look who's talking okay so in what way do i judge the u.s first yeah. of all i think now that i've been there a few times it's taken away that feeling but like the mm. kind of stereotypes are lots of junk food which is true uh -huh, uh -huh, like the junk uh -huh. food levels in the u.s are amazing and delicious like the kind of things you can eat there like uh recently uh, what did i have with you and Daniel Burka that was like fried chicken with 
maple syrup, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's funny because I actually wouldn't even consider that to be a junk food. That's like actually a dinner. Yeah, That's of course you, you wouldn't consider that junk food. So junk food, like fries, like kind of overindulgence in food, mm-hmm, kind of overindulgence uh-huh, uh-huh. in general, I would say. Obnoxiousness is what Americans are often known for is also kind of feeling very entitled for living in the best country in the world and everyone uh-huh, else. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. how Americans think about, and I've definitely seen this as well. Of course, your country is too big for this to be a generalization, but I have seen this thing of like Americans feeling like Europe is very like cute. It's almost like, oh, look at the, look what these Europeans are up to. You know, it's not a real place uh, where real stuff happens, but, you know, we'll let's have a look and, and look around and kind of get a feeling for what it was like in the medieval times. So I think there's like this... <laughs> Definitely it's a big like a, theme park, really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think that Americans have this feeling that, you know, America is the center of the world where everything's happening. However, it's also true. So it's not like a non-true thing. It's just that you also get that when you talk to Americans. I had a American friend who would always like comment about Europe in general. And he'd say things like, you know, the animals here are just not very wild and things like that. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, are they just like bears attacking people on the street in the US. Um, what else? you're very prude as in you know the culture itself is very obnoxious and there's like a lot of like sexiness and advertising and all this kind of stuff like there's a lot of the kind of entertainment industry and all of that kind of stuff has a lot of sexiness however everyone in america that i've met is very prudish compared to europeans so in europe for example swearing or openly talking about sexual things i won't don't worry i won't embarrass you jake it's like <laughs> more you. it's less weird here than it is in America where it's very much like, you know, like it's like, let's not talk about that or or being nude in the sauna or something that would just never happen in the US. However, Ireland is similar, I have to say. So mainland Europe is very different, very not prudish, which also makes the whole culture, in my opinion, less creepy. There's less sort of like this creepiness, oh. this buildup of like, <laughs> like, you know, everything's undercover when everything's sort of talked about and relatively in the open. I feel like there's less creepiness in countries like that. So that was a really long answer, but that's the point of the cards, Jake. So let's see. First of all, whew. first of all, I'm right. We need to resolve the the biases. We need to resolve those preconceptions. But I also have to send you a little YouTube clip. Oh, yes. I don't even need to send it to you. If you search for texting guy bear, have you seen this? Because you were talking about wild animals in the street. And this is, I think, oh. Los Angeles. Have you seen this before? No. Oh, it's really good. But actually, uh, yeah, it is true that there's like way crazier animals in the US. Like we have like sheep here. Yeah. So did you find it? Guy walks into giant bear while texting. I'm watching it bear on the street okay just watch it watch just yeah Yeah. so this is i think it's in los angeles i'm not sure where it happened oh god so the bear kind of rounds the corner yeah he's rounding you watching that yeah yeah and then the guy is texting on his phone and then he's like he's not seeing it oh my god (laughs) the bear doesn't attack him but the guy no the bear doesn't attack him the guy's fine yeah but it's great because there's that moment when the guy sees the bear Anyway, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, I, I do actually love the US. It's just those are the preconceptions right there. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do like I'm going to for your preconceptions, we're each going to score the other person's yes. preconceptions on a scale of okay. one to 10. One would be totally inaccurate, 10, 100% accurate. And I'm going to 
And we're going to just do blanket for like everything the other person said, yes. one score. Okay. So we'll count down three, two, one, and then we'll say our score, which okay. is kind of confusing because numbers, numbers, but we can do it. Yeah. So you got your number in mind? And you can choose seven because it's just too easy. No, you can't do seven. Yeah. So three, so three two, one, two, two one, one, six. Ten. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll start. I think you kind of nailed it on the United States. I mean, I think that's you've been here a bit. So that's you my know. unfair advantage. That's why you got a six because yeah. you haven't yeah, really been to I Ireland. Been here. Right. So that's I don't, the only reason. Yeah. So I think I have also some reasons why I, was, I suspect actually my preconceptions would be false about Ireland because of selection bias. I mean, I see the people who I see from who I meet from Ireland are the people who left Ireland yeah, okay. for some reason, either they're traveling or, but you know, most of them actually moved somewhere else. And I think that that would tend to select people who were more outgoing. Mm. I think that there's the something Irish people that would are suggest that. quite out. No, honestly, you were, you were right about everything you said. It was just that you didn't have enough detail because you have, oh, you know, detail. Uh, okay. barren yeah, yeah. grass. <laughs> yeah. Barren grass. Well, I mean that, yeah, I'm sure I lost points right there. I knew when I said it, there was a, I was trying to cover all my bases, you know, barren and grass and you have everything. Barren grass. I loved it. What else? So, so six, so that's pretty low score. That's fine. It was fine. You did good. How's this card thing working out for you? How's the, what do you think about this whole card? I'll ask you one more and then we okay. finish up the show. Okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is by the way, like I love this podcast, by the way, just because at the very start, we never set up the expectations that this podcast would ever be well prepared for, would be in any way consistent. It's just so good doing this podcast. I'm so glad we never promised anything. You know what I mean? So now we can just fuck around like this. Okay, um, Okay. here's a really hard one, and I don't immediately have an answer in mind, but that's a good one. Jake, to finish off the podcast, I have a question for you. What are some overrated pleasures in life? Oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you an underrated pleasure. Right now, I was just, I'm still on the search results page for Gunpei Yokoi. Who's the guy? You're not, who, we're not even doing this their... podcast. We're just Googling shit. <laughs> yeah. But if you, do you know how there's a thing where it says people also ask? Yeah. Do you see that on your search results too? People, people also, ask, also ask. How did has Gunpai like Pai Yoko results. die? Yeah. I started clicking on some of those and I discovered that if you keep clicking on those little, expanding those little answers, it will start loading more below because oh, yeah. they think, oh, this yeah. guy's really into it. Who created into Duck this. Hunt? Yeah, look under who created Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt developers is yeah. the answer. Oh, thanks, Google. That's great. I never could have guessed that on my own. But every time you close one, because if you close that now, you're going to see more loading. Who's Luigi's girlfriend? Like, I'm pretty far down now. I have like almost a full page of these suggested questions, and it just keeps going. Who's Luigi's girlfriend? Luigi's girlfriend is an unnamed woman whom Luigi befriended for a brief period of time. Little is known about her. Except unnamed? She adores that is men harsh, Luigi. can speak French. <laughs> she adores men who can speak French and only appears in Super Mario Brothers. Super show live action segment. Oh, this is... Well, Jake, really what are some overrated concept. pleasures in life? Wow. Well, one of them is not clicking questions on people yeah. also ask because that was yeah. fantastic. I had a lot of fun. Ah, overrated. You know, I think it's overrated to get a new thing. That's okay. an overrated. Yep. That's an overrated pleasure, right? Because it it does maybe feels good in the moment, but those things never having a there's so few like shiny things that like actually 
give you any life satisfaction. Mm. Like they yeah. give you any boost. It's just this little temporary blip. And then it's like, oh yeah, I just take it for granted. Or like, oh, I regret getting it or like something. But there's never, even the things that are the coolest. Yeah. Like, like the play date will be. Yeah. It's like the play, like the play date. I'm like, like imagine it was as good as the switch. The switch was like so good. So well executed. So much fun. Yeah. And the, the switch sits collecting dust in my cabinet Same like pretty way. much all the time we rarely every now and again we'll bring it out but like it has not changed my life so yeah i think that and i think that's generally true across all kinds of things that we want to get money for to buy to make us happy this is a well-known truism but yeah, yeah it stuff is. just like yeah. doesn't really work that was an excellent answer i'm actually oh, kind of okay. annoyed that you got one because yeah. for me it's oh. difficult to like immediately obviously all it's just sexual answers that I'm not going to talk uh, about on the podcast. Okay, you're yeah. lucky, Jake. You know how much mm. I hold back on this podcast. It's insane. I know. I, I know I've, I've so met you off US podcast. Listeners. We talk off the podcast quite a bit, so I have a feeling that there's a lot being edited oh. out. <laughs> you have a little. It's like you have a Jason editor in your brain too. I have a little. It's just like you can't say that. You can't. No, it's it's more that I feel like you might feel a bit uncomfortable if i actually said some of the things that i want to say yeah that's okay so true. I'm, jo- I'm going to try to think then what are some overrated pleasures in life and i'm going to say that so and this is just sort of the first thing that comes to my mind here for me vacations so i know that vacations are like a big deal for some people and i've oh, been yeah. very lucky i've been lucky enough to travel quite a lot and i have to say i never truly deeply enjoy being on vacation no matter how amazing the place is no matter how cool it is i i just never truly deeply enjoy it the way that it seems like some people or at least the idea of it is supposed to be and almost always the flight home and the journey home because of the power of moments because you remember you know recency bias usually it ruins it for me because it's usually very stressful getting back and there's maybe delays and this and that and so for me, I would have to say, it says what are some overrated pleasures in life. I'm going to say vacations and I'm going to say, no, actually, I can't really think of a second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was dirty, wasn't it? I'm sure your second one was dirty. No, no, no. no. Well, <laughs> I will say, dude, I am right there with you on the vacations. And yeah. I have found that I have a lot more satisfaction with trips when I could do some work on the trip yeah. in the place. Yeah. And so I've taken to like, I mean, we're in this really weird sort of lucky situation where my work travel is often to cool places. And because you can basically decide if you want to go or not. A lot of times. Yeah. And so, and then we'll, the family will come too sometimes too. And that's like, because it feels like any, any good stuff that comes from the vacation side, like any days that are turn out to be really relaxing or like things we see that turn out to be really neat. It's sort of like, it's a bonus. Uh-huh. Like there's this, there's already this core thing. I and mean, that's not the only reason because the other thing that's cool about having work related to it is you really meet people who live in the place and that makes it a much more rich connection to where you are. But the whole experience of just like having something feel like a bonus rather than like there's all this expectation yeah. that this is going to be a really great time. Yes. And so like the best other vacations I think we've taken have been like the really, when it's just a pure vacation, it's like the really short ones when you don't make a big effort to like travel somewhere, but it's like, yeah, we just drove out of town for an hour or two hours. And so it wasn't, there wasn't a big production. Expectations are powerful, man. Yes. When you expect something to be amazing, 
That's why this play date is going to be tough because like we're so psyched about it. It's probably going to smell weird or something. Probably going to smell. Yeah. It's like, oh God. Yeah. Or Don't like when turn you, the crank again. When you crank it, <laughs> when you crank it, it's like, and like yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm just going <laughs> to, what was that? It was, the, it was the play date, I swear. It was the crank. It was the guy cranked it. <laughs> Gunpie did it. <laughs> oh wait, he's dead. I shouldn't talk about him. I bet for I bet for business pod among business podcasts and design podcasts, I bet ours has close to the most fart most sounds. farts. Yeah, probably most fart sounds. probably in the top ten percent. Yeah. Hey Jake, what do you think about the idea? So you're going to be traveling again very soon. Uh, you and I are on a more regular recording podcast recording schedule at the moment, but there's probably going to be one or two breaks even with the backup episode. So I had an idea. I want to know what you think about it. Mm. And I already recorded an intro for the idea today, so I really hope you like it. Okay. It's going to be called PBC Rewind. And actually, I'll be honest with you, it was actually a suggestion of one of our uh, fans who wrote in this week. So basically, the idea is that whenever we have a down week, you know, there's not going to be that many this summer, but when when we do, I'll release what I consider to be like our best episodes on that Monday. Oh, from the vault. From the vault. From back yeah. from the vault. So yeah. our favorite episode, you and I, and also a lot of our fans, was actually episode... I'm actually not going to ruin it. I know you know the one. It's the yeah. episode you and I both said it was our favorite episode. So that will yeah. be the next We talk one. about it like five times yeah. every episode. So I think people might know. Do you think that's a good thing to do sometimes? Well, I think instead of calling it PBC Rewind, yeah, what should I call you it? should call it ReBC Rewind. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> let me see how that looks <laughs> written down. Yeah. Re- Try to write it out. B C B wind? P wind. Because it's just swapping the P and the re. Do you know how that fucking looks? It looks like no, repquind. <laughs> it looks okay. like repquind. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe PBC rewind. Was yeah. Okay, so I'm just making one. sure you like the idea. And Jake. What about product? How about how about oh how about how about go, wait, go, wait, go. Wait. how about product? Back to the Future Club. Oh fuck that, man! That takes up the whole name. I have to, uh, it also it has, has to be, be clickbaity. I need the clickbait title. Uh, it has to be. That short. was horrible, though. Okay, right. Oh, right. What, oh, so, was, so what's the most clickbaity? Do you think Rewind is clickbaity, or do you think it's no, no, like no. best of? It's not that. Oh. So here's the name. Here's the name of the episode. I'm not going to say the whole okay. thing. It's called episode number best of PBC Rewind dash. And then a short, snappy name of the episode. Oh, uh, okay. But an updated name. That's pretty good. An that's updated good, name. Good. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Jake, you're traveling next week to Europe, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know when this episode comes out. It'll probably Oh, you'll happen, be traveling but... this week in Europe then when this episode comes out. And okay, yeah. AJS yeah, crew and... will be in San Francisco. Oh, man, trading places. Yeah, we're, we're working places. on something very exciting, Jake. Yeah, uh, you guys are going to be dressing up as me and going about my daily yeah, routine it's gonna be so pretending weird to be me yeah and i'll be in berlin kind of going to i don't know naked saunas or something will you tell your to, <laughs> to be you will you tell your family this time that that's what we're doing because last time it was super weird yeah it turned up. no i won't tell them i think it's better to see if you guys can get to the point where they don't notice okay, cool yeah so the problem is that that yeah. worked last time and i ended up living in your house for six months but um it's fine <laughs> that's what i'll do again <laughs> Freaky Friday. Hey. Okay. Should we sing it out? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 Where oh, can oh. people find you online, Jay? Wait a second. Before, at the beginning, oh. did you say there was going to be an ad for something? Did you do the ad for the thing? I didn't say that. Oh. Maybe you were just talking about... I mean, we should always talk. I should honestly, like, Laura is going to kill me. Like, 
we're supposed to talk about the master class and I oh, yeah. we do it like once a quarter, but it's supposed to be at the start of the episode. God damn it. Oh, hey, here's what we can do. And maybe, Jason, you can leave this bit in. Uh, no, you know what, Jake? I'm actually too lazy. Let's just, let's not do it. Should we do it? You know, we could do a thing. We could like finish this and then we could do like record Permanent. and then we could put the record thing in the beginning. Like, oh, hey, yeah. today's edition of the ReBCP one is brought to you by the <laughs> Masterclass. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? It's probably better. Let's do that. Like, Laura's going to hear this. Laura, maybe you can coordinate and tell us what you want because there's usually a <laughs> I love the code. Idea. I love the no, idea that a, in the podcast we're like, there's a desk. <laughs> you people can do stuff on your the team. task is in here. <laughs> the task is in the podcast and it's right at the end, so she'll probably never hear it. But I think the thing is that we would need a discount code, especially for the ad, and I just don't want to mess with the whole thing. Oh yeah, you know, for now we just continue this altruistic journey. It's just, for, it's just for the people. It's just for the listeners. For we're the doing peeps. it for the, we're doing it for all of you. But if we don't get to twenty thousand followers <laughs> by June, I'm deleting this podcast, Jake's Twitter account, and <laughs> everything else related to mine and Jake's names online. You're going to smash my computer when you're I'm in gonna town. Fuck up your computer. It's going to trash I, my trash I'm my home. trash your house. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bully your kids. This is going to be a disaster. Tell so what you can do for us is just review this podcast and tell other people about it because you know what we're hanging out here reading cards for you <laughs> you know what people might already be telling their friends about it and their friends are like um nope i'm good i'm not listening to good. that shit <laughs> all right jake where can people find you online this time i would just say in this podcast no you know what the other thing you could do is sign up for my newsletter go to yeah. jakenap.com or the sprintbook.com and you can <clears> sign up for my newsletter and that's a way to get more rambling from me in text form Okay. Where can people find you? So I'm not going to do an ad, but I'm going to do, because not a huge amount of people get to the end, just the hardcore people. What I'm going to say is I'm going to put a little plug because I don't like, yeah, follow me on Instagram at AI, at J ice cream. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a, a, falling a, apart a, here. A ice cream. Now, a ice cream. cream. That would be, oh, that could be an interesting, Please. like a startup idea. It's like ice cream, but it does through like machine learning. It figures out creates the letter what A. Li- what kind you'd like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I thought it would be something to do with AI. No, it's just the letter A. Yeah, in, no. in ice or cream. ice cream. No, it's just a really poorly <laughs> computer drawn A. You just, like that doesn't even look like an A. That looks like a B. Splits it out blurry. onto your hand, and you have to eat it. <laughs> it's like one of those letters from the, you know, the captcha when oh, you're yeah. supposed to guess what the letters are, and it's just like wow, what. Oh, like it's a ice cream it's a ice cream yeah here's the thing okay so <laughs> we launched a new uh little membership program jake i mentioned this like loads of times before but we it took us a while to launch it it's called level up i've never I've heard of this level oh up. i have yeah. heard of it i have heard of it if you're an entrepreneur it. trying to grow a sort of a small business in the product or design world or just in the old if you're just trying to grow a business or if you're just trying to go out on your own and start your own thing and you want to basically figure out how to get to your first five million. How's that, Jake? That's pretty good. I would like to take this course. Yeah. I would like five it's, million. It's uh, ajsmart.com forward slash level up. And all two of you listening to the end of the podcast, <laughs> you should check it out. It's not like a course you can buy. Say the URL again. I haven't even seen uh, the oh website. Oh, yeah. It's actually it kind of not. Uh, it's ajsmart.com forward slash level up. Okay. Usually websites that on ajsmart.com suck. Yeah. So I'm curious what Listen, this is going to look like. we don't put a lot of love into that kind of stuff. Oh, it's great. It's, it's like computer kind of gaming. Yeah, yeah. 
Thanks to Bruno. There's AJ three screenshots of you on the top row. You have a different hairstyle. Know, man. Each Just, that's how I do it. That's my life. So this, Jake, wow. if you try to join Level Up, you wouldn't get in automatically just because of the automated system because it's not a oh. program you can just buy. You actually have to go through a survey and then a one-hour call to determine whether it makes Jeez. sense. What a pain in the ass. Why'd you set it up like that? Do you not want to sell well, it? Or just let people join It's only join for it. people who want to have like a team and that kind of stuff. So if you said that you didn't really want to grow a company and a team, we'd be like, oh, well, then there's no point in buying yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. You can still buy it. You can still give us the money, but uh, it would be useless. So I could just only give you the money, yeah, but you won't let me have the access. So you will let anybody give you money, but you won't no. let anybody use the stuff. If you try to sign up for it with the apply button, you'll get to a type form and you'll be automatically excluded when you answer certain questions, which I won't say. Look at all these upcoming private They're events. They're crazy. Did you see the VaynerMedia in July? Do you know Gary V and yeah. the whole VaynerMedia thing? I don't know them personally, but I've heard of, I've certainly heard of. Chris and, Doe is uh, coming Chris in Doe? September. Yeah, Man. These events are all free to level up. Uh, I should actually probably... You and I are really bad at like talking about things that can make us money. <laughs> I know. I just forget this I shit. <laughs> I'll remember it for the next episode. Yeah, that's like lesson one and level up. Yeah. Remember to talk about stuff if that you can make you money. you have a podcast that 10,000 people listen to and are like... Do as John says, not as he yeah, does. Exactly. That's the big takeaway. Exactly. Here. All right, Jake, yeah. dude, I got to go. Okay. Yeah, you should. You should go. That was sad. <laughs> kind of weird that was really um, weird let's okay. sing it out huh let's sing it out okay Product Product where's your singing club. it's very quiet okay, just, you, okay yours okay. is loud too okay, again 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 Product breakfast club 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 it's that's kind of cool yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. That's Jason, good one. can you leave out the music just to make it really weird and now st- <laughs> and just start it like now? Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs> hey.